Hello. Welcome to Not the Mama with Auntie Julia. Welcome to the new intro, Electro Love. It reminded me of Dance Dance Revolution, and that is why I picked it. So we'll see how long this lasts. But anyway, we are coming to you live from my new recording equipment. So hopefully the sound quality is greatly improved and you can hear it and appreciate it because I have been very brave learning how to operate all of this technology that you all know I am very scared to learn how to use. It's my thing. I don't know why I'm so hesitant. But anyway, thank you for bearing with us and thank you for listening. Um, I'm super excited to be back with a new episode this week. It is just me because we are working on our revamp a little bit and I have some things to say and chat about just for us between me and you wonderful listeners. Um, so th yeah, thanks for tuning in. I hope you guys all enjoyed Marsha Drett Davis's episode that I kept up last week and the week before and her book Confessions of a Child-Free Woman. It was really awesome to get to speak with her. Um, I hope you look into her stuff a little bit more because she's definitely out and active in the child-free community. Um, she's got a lot of our awesome ideas. I can't wait for her second book to come out. Um, and as you heard, she is fascinating to talk to and listen to. Um, but yeah, so what's going on with me lately? Well, I've been sick and traveling, so that is also why we didn't have a new episode up last week. But in addition to the revamp, um, I've been working on booking some new guests, getting some new content ideas. So I'm really excited for the next few weeks, and I hope you are excited too. I also hope that you're all reading along with My Life on the Road by Gloria Steinem. We'll be talking about that at the end of the month as it's the March book club selection for the Not the Mama book club. Um, so I hope you're enjoying it as much as I do. It's truly one of my favorite books in the world. Um, it's not explicitly about being child-free, of course, but um, obviously Gloria Steinem is outspoken about the choice w about whether or not to become a mother. Uh, not only is she herself child-free, but she is actually very active in um, advancing women's rights for all women, not just those of us who choose not to have kids, but I think she's been pretty... Um, incredible in her life and her memoir uh, My Life on the Road the reason why I like it so much is because it's just a unique take on how to write a memoir there's a lot of personal detail that comes out but it's not um, I don't know I guess it's just not as this is my life chapter one this is my life chapter two it's a lot of stories about her traveling traveling alone a lot of the times which as a woman is is still even nowadays not very well accepted and is kind of scary. I remember when I went down to Ecuador on my own, even though I was going to stay with friends and I knew where I was heading, um, it was still a little bit overwhelming flying all the way there by myself, which um, was something I didn't necessarily anticipate. Anyway, we'll get more into my life on the road in a couple weeks, but today I kind of wanted to talk about some things that have been going on a little bit um, in the world. Um, as well as some ideas that I've been having, um, and just to connect and hang, and to be quite honest, practice using my new equipment before I have guests on, <laughs> because I want to know what I'm doing. Um, and, you know, you are all great, and you're bearing with me. Oh, and then the most exciting news, that we are now on Spotify and Google Play, so 
if you don't have SoundCloud or you don't have an Apple product that you listen to us on, you now can join in the conversation. Please, please, please tell your friends. We're also easier to find because our new official name for the podcast is Just Not the Mama. I dropped the with Auntie Julia, even though you can lovingly lovingly refer to me still as Auntie Julia. But I dropped that so that we would be more easily findable when people go to search for us on different platforms. Um, If you have a hard time finding us on Spotify or Google Play or iTunes, of course, please let me know. Um, But wherever you choose to listen to us, follow along officially if you can. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review um, because all of that data really helps us gain Um, more listeners kind of helps us gauge who's following along, who's listening. Um, And then, of course, you know, leave comments and give reviews and let us know what you're really loving and let us know what we can do better. If you've got ideas for content, please let me know. If you've emailed me and I haven't responded to you yet, I promise, I promise, I promise I'm getting to it. Um, The last couple of weeks have just been a little chaotic, um, but I so appreciate any outreach from everyone. I definitely take to heart anything that you share with me. Um, So thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, and just a note about being on the podcast. Of course, um, I would love to have everyone who wants to come on and chat. Right now, we're trying to focus on people who are located in New York because our sound quality is better. Um, And I have a big list of people to get to who don't live in New York already. So um, I'm not trying to blow you off. It's just that uh, we kind of have a plan in place and I want to stick to it and just build our... Uh, production value and then hopefully eventually we can get you on Um, so send us your ideas your thoughts your stories and hopefully we can collaborate so today um, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about um, the state of the child-free community a little bit and the state of all communities essentially which is a crazy thing to talk about because it's so huge and wild and big um, but I was, I've been thinking since um, Marsha and I spoke uh, just about, you know, the pushback that she's gotten mostly from the child-free community because she is a stepmother. Um, and as we discussed in her book, you know, she goes through um, a lot of uh, emotional and uh, trials and tribulations with her stepchildren, um, which I think she does a great job herself articulating the differences between being a step parent and having a child yourself and how you can still remain child free um, even though you haven't or even though you've married someone who has kids Um, and also I think it's just been making me think a lot about the strict rules and regulations about the child free label and how there's so many different people out there who can identify with being child free Um, and how it means something differently to everyone, and how I think that's more of a strength for the community than it would be um, a negative. Um, Especially, you know, this podcast on Not the Mama, we have a focus of not only talking about being child for ourselves and the choice on whether to not have children, but also how to build our relationships with the people around us who do decide to have kids. Um, That's really important to me. It doesn't mean that you have to love kids. It doesn't mean you have to hate kids. But I think it's pretty rare for anyone to live a life fully free of people who have chosen to have children. And 
um, you know, not that, of course, I believe in society that they get most of the focus, um, but I think part of what will bring about the acceptance of women who choose not to be child-free um, or who end up being child-free um, is, you know, maintaining those relationships with our friends and loved ones who have chosen to have kids and helping them understand our point of view a little bit more and that it's not an attack on them. So I guess it's sometimes disheartening for me when people who have chosen to be child-free have such rigid restrictions on what that means and who gets to be child-free and and, you know, we don't have to be so completely um, exclusionary of people at times. Um, and I think that openness helps to uh, build bridges more often um, than not. And, I mean, I get that having sort of a straight-edge viewpoint seems a bit more radical and you know, in a, and I understand, too, that people who have been speaking about this for a lot longer than I have, um, you know, are protective of, of the work that they've done. Um, and so I totally, completely understand that. It's just that um, the conversation can get pretty harsh sometimes. And, you know, especially like with Marsha, for a woman who's now in her mid-70s who had such an extreme coming out story about choosing to be child free who has not been pregnant who has not carried a child um, it seems kind of wild to me that she would be excluded from the conversation by any group that identifies as child free um, so I'm I'm kind of wondering where that harshness comes from and um, that attitude because for me I think my point of view and the whole sort of motivation for doing this project is to um, make connections and find friends that think like me, but also maintain the friendships that I have, especially with my friends who are moms, because I've said it time and time again, I love them very much. And, um, you know, I also want to sort of start taking down the idea that um, just because I choose to do something means I'm judging what you've done, or just because I've, I've done something differently means that I'm um, judging what you've chosen to do in your life. I don't think that's how the world works. Um, you know, a lot of the time people will say to me, I don't, you know, many of my listeners have noticed that I am quite an opinionated person. Um, and <laughs> along with that means that I have lots of experience in offending people. Um, most often, believe it or not, offending people unintentionally. Um, and that usually be is because I boldly state my op opinion and it happens to maybe differ with theirs or it's not in line with their life choices. And so they feel that they've been attacked, um, which, I mean, my delivery probably is aggressive a lot of the time. I'm not going to take, I'm not going to lie about that. However, I am going to say it is usually not my um, goal to offend people and hurt them and judge their choices. Um, but I think that that kind of comes from being an opinionated person who has all of this experience, definitely engaging with people who disagree with me so often that I usually go into conversations just assuming that people don't agree with me fully um, and that I'm completely okay with that. I guess I don't know anyone in my life who agrees with me fully. So um, when I get the disclaimer, now of course I don't, I don't agree with everything that you say. I guess I don't need that. 
Um, because yeah, no duh, who does? Like, I don't agree with everything you say, you know, isn't there, there are two sides to that one coin and I haven't made the effort to make you aware of that. Um, but it doesn't mean that we can't relate. Right. And I guess I'm thinking about this a lot because of all the reasons that I've already said, but going forward with the podcast, I just, I really do want to bring more people into the discussion and into the fold and make it a more comfortable type of conversation to have that isn't just the type of conversation that an opinionated woman like me would have, would be having naturally. Um, I want it to help, you know, expanding the conversation I really think will help people who have more of an issue defining their life choices for other people who have chosen, you know, different paths. I know from a lot of the feedback I've gotten already that that is something that is on the minds of a lot of people when they're making the choice to have children or not. Um, you know, how how is my group of friends going to see me if I choose this different path from them? Are we going to have anything in common anymore? And of course you will. Why wouldn't you? Life might be different. And when babies are babies, you might not be around as often just because you're not as interested or you've got different time schedules as your friends. But it doesn't mean that you can't come back around to each other at some point in your lives. Um, you know, especially if your friends who are parents aren't fully defining themselves only as parents, just like we as people who've chosen not to have kids don't fully define ourselves by that choice. I know that's a hard sort of maybe an oxymoron to state on a podcast that's called Not the Mama, um, but my life is much more than just this one topic. It's much more than just this podcast, um, and I think that engaging that conversation about the fullness of life and all of the different ways that we can be will be much more meaningful um, in helping people explain their decision to others in their daily lives. You know, that's kind of the whole point of this, right? And for, you know, you, and I always encourage listeners who may be considering being child-free or pretty are pretty sure they don't want to have kids or already for sure know that they don't, um, I tell I tell everyone, you know, tell your friends about us. Let them listen in. We have fun conversations, you know, and um, I've had fun people on who are entertaining, and I'll continue to have them on. Um, and now that our sound quality is better, hopefully more people will want to tune in. Um, but, you know, I think it's important that people who have kids listen to us, too, because why not? <laughs> like, isn't it fun to listen to differences, you know, out in the world sometimes, whether or not it's for curiosity or because they have a loved one who has chosen to be child free and they want to understand that choice, too. Um, you know, I think it's just about expanding the conversation and letting a lot of different voices in, not just those who are strictly 100% in line with what we think. Because I haven't found a person like that in my life. My partner isn't like that. My best friends aren't like that. My parents aren't like that. Um, so I think it's kind of irrational to think that you could even have a group that this is what child-free is and that's the final determination or this is what child-free isn't and it's just the way that it is so you're not welcome here. You know, let's just expand this conversation because as we know, more and more and more of us are choosing it um, and it should be more mainstream in general so that there's more understanding across the board. Um, now, having said all of that, um, there is a quick essay that I want to read to you by Roxanne Gay. So Roxanne is a professor. She's an author. Some of you may know her from her books, Bad Feminist and um, Hunger. Um, she's pretty active on Twitter and uh, sort of 
you know, unafraid to confront people who are assholes online, which seemingly there's an endless supply, especially on Twitter. But anyway, Roxanne, um, she does not have children. And, you know, obviously the book club, I've been looking for different uh, stories from different types of people in different mediums um, to connect and engage with, um, you know, this idea of not having kids. And it's been kind of hard, <laughs> to be quite honest. Um, it's just, it's like every piece of fiction I feel that I pick up, it sounds like, okay, yes, woman travels abroad to find herself and has a love affair with this person and is going to climb this mountain. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, her 13-year-old daughter shows up and now she has to deal with that, you know? And it's just, it's like, no, just, we don't need the daughter, <laughs> you know? So I'm out there, I'm looking for nonfiction, fiction, um, fun stories, engaging stories, anthologies. Um, obviously, we've read memoirs. Maybe it would be nice to kind of break free of that. So if anyone out there knows of any options, let me know. But in my search, I thought I'd look into some of what Roxane Gay has read or written and see if she's written explicitly about the fact that she doesn't have kids. And... Um, I'm not really sure yet. She does have a book called Dangerous Women, which I definitely want to read um, because it it's a collection of fictional stories about different types of women, which I think is fascinating. I love those types of books as it is. But um, nothing explicitly child-free or childless has jumped out in any capacity except for one post that she's got on her Tumblr. So it's um, the namesake of the title of this week's episode. Sometimes it is something else. Um, I hope you, uh, we'll talk about it after I read it, but I hope that you um, connect it to kind of this broader topic of not being exclusionary um, as well as I did. All right, so Sometimes It Is Something Else by Roxanne Gay. She published this in 2014. Over the past year, I have been solicited for four separate projects about women choosing not to have children. I have declined each of these invitations, all from really talented, capable editors I like and respect. It has made me think about the assumptions people make when you are a woman, nearing 40, who does not yet have a child or hasn't publicly offered up evidence of having a child. Even among thoughtful, well-meaning people, this assumption is deeply ingrained. A 39-year-old woman without children? She must be child-free by choice. That assumption is nearly as frustrating as the assumption that a woman of that same age is bereft and unfulfilled if she has not yet had a child. There must be something wrong with her. One of the many universal experiences among women is that we are always defined with relation to motherhood. We are always mothers, potential mothers, or we are not mothers. I love children. I would happily have a child. Once upon a time, dot, dot, dot. I held on to the idea of a child, and then it was more than, idea, than an idea, and then shit happened. That experience nearly broke me. I don't write about it explicitly. I don't talk about it much with the people in my life. I don't know if I'm going to have a child at this, at this point. I won't be devastated or hollow if it doesn't happen, but being childless is not always a choice or a curse. Sometimes it is something else. So I hope you see obviously why this struck me. Um, I think it's a good reminder for those of us who are trying to expand the child-free conversation um, that 
it isn't always a choice. I think that this probably was born out of the frustration, you know, of having been asked to write on the topic. Um, obviously, being an outspoken feminist, she's obviously in the realm of the world that accepts um, child-free women and celebrates them and maybe um, overly assumes that a woman without a child has made that choice on her own and celebrates it as well. Um, so I think it was a good lesson for me just reading this that it's a good reminder that being child-free is not always a happy choice. It doesn't mean that they're going to wallow um, or mourn the loss of not having those children or somehow feel less than. But as she said, childless is not always a choice or a curse. Sometimes it is something else. And I just think that's a really powerful reminder for all of us um, that we shouldn't just assume or put anyone in boxes. Um, it's also a, a pointed thought for me about defining myself through Not the Mama um, or with the title Not the Mama because, as she says, we're always mothers, potential mothers, or we are not mothers. Um, and I take that on. I understand it. Obviously, not the mom, not the mama, not the mother, not not the whatever is uh, or not a whatever is sort of um, a cliche almost at this point in the child free community. But I still like my title. I still stand by it. It's just something to consider, um, even though I do think that we are not mothers is the less um, talked about variable in um, defining what womanhood is so I'm okay with it but it's a great it's a good point and I think it's important for us all to think about too um, also that's why this podcast is about lots of different types of chats and discussions um, obviously though with the focus on being child free because it's an important conversation to have but I think we just should remind ourselves that within this community, there's so much variation and it's such a wide spectrum. And it's, of course, OK to like hunker down with those who you find most, um, you know, like mindedness with, of course. But when that becomes attacking or exclusionary or um, hurtful in the same way that those of us have been hurt by people who have chosen to have kids, I guess I don't understand that point of view. I don't see how that's helpful. I don't see how that's progressive. Um, you know, and I think that's something that, you know, we should all kind of be mindful of and consider as we further expand this conversation. It's only going to get more and more discussed and more popular. There's only going to be more and more child-free podcasts for you to choose from. So please stay loyal out there, listeners. Um, Talking into this microphone is very fun. I feel very official, by the way. I hope it sounds as good as it does in my head as it's coming out. Um, no, so anyway, <laughs> um, that's pretty much what I wanted to talk about today. Uh, you know, we will have lots more to discuss as the podcast goes along in its first year. Um, we've got lots of cool guests upcoming. I'm super excited, especially about next week. One of my good friends is going to be on. Uh, yeah, there's lots to look forward to, lots of content to create, um, and lots of fun electro love to dance to. Um, and I, I look forward to uh, reading more from you in um, you know your emails that you send to me. 
Um, I look forward to hearing more about uh, your choice to be child-free, so please keep all of those stories coming. I really do appreciate them. Follow us on Instagram at NotTheMamaMedia. Uh, follow us on, um, um, obviously, now Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and, of course, SoundCloud, where we're housed. Um, I know there's, like, a ton of different type of podcast apps out there. Oh, we're also on Laughable. That's an important one, too. It's a comedy podcast app, so please, if you don't have that, you can download it there. there if you're interested in comedy podcasts, lots of my friends who have been on might have their own podcasts on that app, or they're, of course, guests on other podcasts, so you can uh, search their names and find out, you know, what, el what else they've been talking about. Um, but just... A disclaimer, all of those other types of podcasting um, sites like Podbean, there are a couple others, um, they all cost money to house your content on. So most creators, they just have, you know, SoundCloud or Podbean or something like that. And then uh, your feed gets picked up on the other sites. So I can't be on every possible platform, but hopefully with the addition of Spotify and Google Play, more of you will find us. Um, and you can tell your friends to look for us too. Um, yeah, I hope you have all had a great couple of weeks. I hope that um, the weather is getting nicer wherever you are. Hopefully in New York, it's going to perk up a little bit sooner rather than later. Um, but there we are. Here we are. This is going to be our outro to Electro Love. I really do hop along to it, so I hope people don't hate it. Um, but anyway, thank you so much for listening to us and tuning in. And next week we'll have a full episode with a guest. And I love you all. Talk soon.